Welcome to Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Join us in a sex-positive awakening adventure to help create a sex-positive world. Become part of a movement and start living a sex-positive lifestyle free of sexual shame and guilt. Adult Bedtime Stories is a Ravenslayer production. Adult Bedtime Stories is a show dedicated to bringing sacredness back to our sexuality and to learn about everything sexual. Allow the beautiful sexy creature within you to emerge. Each week the focus of the show will be on a different sexual topic designed to enlighten you so you develop more fully as a sexual being. This is a sex education that you didn't receive in high school but should have. Imagine for a moment that we could change the world and live a sex-positive lifestyle. In our sex-negative world, the process of socialization teaches us to feel shame and guilt around sex. By adopting a new set of attitudes and values around sex, we can view sex with a new understanding, which is accompanied with positive emotions and the attitude that sex is a sacred act. I am Ladyboy Chi-Chi, a sex expert a life coach, and a sacred harlot. My life vision is to create a sex-positive world through adult education and BDSM performance art. Hello and welcome to this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. This is Ladyboy Gigi, and tonight we have another special edition. We are at Earth Spirit People, which is a pagan gathering where we have a festival each twice a year, and this festival is again Beltane, the fertility rituals and time of celebrating fertility. And we've been doing workshops and rituals. And I have a guest with me who I'll have introduce herself. Hello, I'm Mina Celine, and I'm here to talk to you today about Beltane, the fertility festival, and the ritual we did last night in honor of the goddess Aphrodite. Ah, yes. And what was the name of the ritual? <laughs> did y'all have a name for it? Or? I don't know. I just thought it was, yeah, you know, Aphrodite's, Aphrodite's <laughs> temple. <laughs> Yeah. Temple ritual, <laughs> just, ca- just a call-in A celebration response. of Aphrodite. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell us a little bit about the ritual. Well, the ritual was basically, it started with inviting the members inside, you know, being alluring, allowing our sensuous side to sort of ta- take over and, you know, invite them in, spritz them with rose water, make them feel welcome, make them feel warm, make the environment feel 
intoxicating, voluptuous, sensuous, (laughs) but without the full, you know, experience of, you know, it's more than just exploring your sexuality. It's more like exploring your more sensuous side, just getting more in touch with it. (laughs) And basically what we did is we chanted a song. It was more of a call and response. And there were priestesses helping everyone along. And there, w- there was one who represented Aphrodite, and she gave her blessing to each and every one who attended. Yeah, and I know y'all came in early and created a bower and <laughs> this kind of veiled off section and temple. And, and we're in Aphrodite's temple here, the sex temple. Well, of course, there must be and an air of mystery, oh of yes. allure. And so she, they had Aphrodite inside this veiled off area. Mm-hmm. And it was very beautiful, and she was dressed very sexy. Oh, she was indeed. She was yeah. gorgeous. Describe her outfit for us. Oh, my. <laughs> so, overall, it was risque, but, sti- but still, it was classy. It accentuated every curve of her body. It made sure that nothing and yet everything remained a mystery. Uh-huh. And it was quite beautiful <laughs> i think it was <laughs> and and so after everybody came in uh describe your exp- what you experienced from doing the ritual because you were one of the leaders <laughs> in it that's right i was one of the priestesses that they had me be a priestess they had me spritz rose water and my experience was that of a liber of a liberation because before this night, I never really considered myself a sensuous person or mm-hmm. even a sexual being because of how I was brought up. But to, but that night, it was the most erotic, liberating, and oh, just yeah. just sexiest night of my life. <laughs> Do you and remember the chant? Um, I don't. I don't right now. <laughs> you know, I yeah, don't. no. We're sleep deprived. We've been <laughs> up late and up early, and going. It's because of the rituals. <laughs> <laughs> They're quite enjoyable. Mm-hmm. That's probably why we've chosen to do them over sleep, <laughs> over getting our eight hours of sleep. <laughs> yeah. And yet we still look beautiful. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I remember part of it was uh, strong as an ocean. Gentle, gentle like rain. Yeah. Go ahead. River, wash our tears away. Aphrodite, love us, we pray. Took a little time, but I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> Start from the top again. Strong like the ocean, gentle like rain. River, wash our tears away. Aphrodite, love us, we pray. Very beautiful. Thank <laughs> you. And since it was a call and release, the yeah. energy was constant, was built up from the bottom to whatever level we could reach that night, which was pretty much was sky high. Yeah. <laughs> and this was chanted throughout most of the ritual. Yes, and, and we as priestesses, we danced. Yes. We sort of worked <laughs> a few poles that Gigi has in the sex temple. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have to have the pole. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and describe how the ritual went. I mean... the ri- 
Well, the ritual, how it went is that it was a ba- it was a basic procession. We surrounded the people who actually came in. We spritzed them with rose water, as I said before. They approached the bower one by one, and Aphrodite, she gave them her blessing, and they chanted along with us. We would yeah. we would say one verse, they would repeat it, mm-hmm. and like I said, we'd build the energy, and it would build and build until we were completely lost and felt like we were floating in a yeah. sea of and Then Aphrodite of gave them a present. Yeah, she did. <laughs> she, ga- she gave them each a, a piece of chocolate, and we basically... We didn't devour it right away. You know, instant gratification. There's nothing great about it. <laughs> but oh yes. delayed gratification. Now there's something to that. Oh, yes. So we basically held it for, for a minute. Just let it sit in our hands. The fact that we had this, you know, small, you know, but delectable item in our palms. And a meaningful token from Aphrodite. Yes, very meaningful indeed. And then we unwrapped it slowly, as slow as we could, because like I said, um, quick quick things are nice, but... Some things you want to linger. Yes, exactly. Things you want to linger. (laughs) And plus every girl, what girl doesn't like to take her time with certain things? (laughs) I think that's just what builds the anticipation, and anticipation, mm, delicious. Go ahead. And, you know, it's kind of this very mindful eating and sharing together as a group. And I think having that mindful, really focusing in on every texture, every taste. Every sensation. Every sensation. (laughs) And after everybody... We didn't just chew up the chocolate. Of course, I couldn't no. do the chocolate because I'm allergic, but everybody else did. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yes, no, we didn't devour it right away. First, yes. we well, unfolded it. it. <laughs> we unfolded it slowly, peel- and peeling away the tin foil, and then we just placed it on our tongue and let it slowly melt, enjoying every flavor that opened and that opened up like a chapter in a book one Mm -hmm. by one and just you know let it take over us let the sensate let the energy let the sensations of everything basically take over and just carry us yeah it's a form of surrender Mm -hmm. and it's one that everybody should more than what more than likely embrace Mm -hmm. more than you know (laughs) anything and then after the chocolate and then after the chocolate, of course, we joined hands. Well, for well, no, no, no. For oh yeah. First we formed a circle. Then we, you know, turned our back to the circle and joined hands with the person, you know, opposite sides of us. Then mm-hmm. we slowly, gradually, stepped backwards into the circle until we were touching somebody's back. Yeah. Well, actually, until we were touching shoulder to shoulder with the people we were holding hands with. Then we were encouraged to go back to back and then touch somebody we we weren't touching at that present moment. Yeah. And I swear to you all, it was the most intimate moment of my life. At least my my life. It's it my personal kinda experience. It's kind of like this giant group cuddle <laughs> pile. It was. It's a <laughs> Except huge we were all standing. <laughs> yes, we were standing, but 
it didn't detract from the moment, Mm-mm. in my opinion. Not at all. If, okay. a- if anything, it just, we were all just a, pi- a pile of giggles and <laughs> blushes, of course. Uh, the intima- intimacy, it's a, it's a big thing. It's not something to take lightly. And Yeah, well, we live in such a touch-deprived society. I mean, that's true, get and that into any elevator and Gigi. people just kind of shrink up as well, the elevator fills. Well, not wanting to touch one another and you and know we're taught <laughs> not to touch each other yeah which is so backwards to me it makes no sense yeah. to be so touch deprived yeah i mean it made sense when the puritans arrived on the boat but in this day and age this is the 21st century what nonsense oh i know well we're so socially conditioned Yes, we are. We are the most sexually deprived and repressed country in this world. Uh, And yet, everybody who quite there's some that are even more repressed. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But in the United States, it is fairly repressed. It's taboo, even. (laughs) Yeah, and yet at the same time, with multimedia, we're constantly being enticed. If you buy this product, you will have a six-foot dick. (laughs) (laughs) Or Or if you (laughs) buy this this (laughs) product, you will attract all these beautiful women. Or get... Or get this surgery, and you'll be automatically irresistible to men, women, whoever. Yeah. I'd like to bring that up just to kind of... Because these rituals are so powerful. Yes, indeed. It kind of breaks the taboo of touch and intimacy it, it does it's definitely a release in more than one way mm-hmm. how did it feel for you to be oh. in the center of all this to be in the center of all this honestly i just felt uh the words are are hard but i will i will try my best to describe it it felt almost like being in a pool in a pool of warm chocolate pudding <laughs> <laughs> that's a good description and basic and basically everybody was just so open when everybody was just so open so comfortable with each other it encouraged me to sort of you know crawl but out of my own, own shell and basic right? and basically just you know reach out and touch yeah there's nothing demonizing about it it's just it's a basic human need yeah. it's what makes us all human it's what connects us all yeah what were some of the things you felt from the ritual? Did you feel empowered? Yes, I felt empowered. I felt I felt sexual, I felt sensual, and man, I feel like a woman <laughs> because <right>. of it. <laughs> to quote Shania Twain. Oh yes. <laughs> I can tell you the energy during the ritual kept climbing and climbing. Oh, that's what made it so, uh, so, uh, so, and just so wonderful. Yeah. Well, everybody came in, and at first, uh, you know, as they kind of walked in, they were kind of, well, let's check this out. There's initial curiosity, timidity, of course. And a little timidness. And then as we went through the chanting, chanting can be very powerful. It can. It very well can be lower those boundaries and get us into that headspace of oh i want to be connected like (laughs) i want a part of this i want to be a part of you me i want to be a part of this 
thing that's going on, this thing that's bringing us all together. Yeah, and it's so beautiful. I mean, all the things we do in temple definitely uh, have such amazing, profound effect in people's lives. I've Absolutely, been Gigi. running temple for many, many years, and <laughs> I've. Ha- had people you know you don't always know that you're having as much impact on a person's life as you are mm-hmm. i've had people come back years later say and tell me i came to your temple like eight years ago it made such a profound difference in my life i know <laughs> it has on my life Gigi. oh in what ways <laughs> in what ways well well, it basically taught me, like like I said before, that every human has a basic need of being touched, of being loved. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I was in that mindset that I was the exception, when in reality, I wasn't. I was just standing in the largest river in the world, denial. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it just basically... What happened last night is I was allowed to become something more than what I hoped. Yeah. Was I was allowed to be soft, to be feminine, mm-hmm. to be maybe even a little weak. Yeah. Now, it's not, to, it's not to say that weakness is always a bad thing. Oh, no. Sometimes it can be good. Sometimes it's good to just let go uh, and let things happen. This is almost a paradox, but I know when... Uh, is People perceive me as a male, and I've been kind of culturated as a male. Mm-hmm. And I took the role of the weak submissive. Almost a paradox occurred. It as did. soon as I allowed myself to get in touch with weakness, I became stronger. Yes, that's the whole point <laughs> of it. Embracing, embracing that, which you know you have no, you have no idea what's going to happen. But when it does, it mm-hmm. feels. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Do you feel more empowered from the ritual? I do. I feel more empowered, more in control. Maybe. Yes, centered. (laughs) Definitely more centered. And um, I feel more me. Mm -hmm. I do. I feel more me. I think another thing (coughs) the ritual did for me is it helped me feel fully present with everybody. Oh, it did for me too, Gigi. (laughs) Definitely for me too. So often we're, you know, our minds are 20 different places when we're conversing with people. Mm -hmm. But in a powerful ritual like that, all of a sudden we're fully present. 100%. The whole part of ourself is here and And sharing and connecting. And it's also that thing that out he outside here everything is no everything's no to this no to that you can't you won't mm-hmm. and here it's it's not that no doesn't exist because you have to have consent it's yeah. just it's just a rule it's just yeah. a basic common courtesy but here the words yes and you can uh-huh. and you should you have are, are possible they're <laughs> options because there's no there's nothing to be ashamed here there's mm-hmm. nothing to be ashamed of here. There's no taboo. There's only yes or no. Mm-hmm. And I know that some of the people that came into Temple last night, in fact, and I don't want to give names or anything, but mm-hmm. there's one woman who, she said, 
oh, it's so liberating. This is the first time I've been able to go topless. It feels so <laughs> liberating. <laughs> and, oh, yes. And I've always been so body conscious. and But in here, I feel free to do that and not be judged. And that's one thing. And every is that something you picked up on? Definitely. And it's something I think every woman should be aware of. That no matter who you think you are, what you think you are, tall, short, skinny, fat, you're beautiful. There is no one body type. Yeah. No one body type. And you should embrace who you are, not hide it. I remember growing up, people would tell me, oh, you're too young to do that. You're too young. You're too young. And then I got to a certain age. Oh, you're too old to do that. (laughs) You're too old. (laughs) Well, damn it. What's left? And, And I said... Did I sneeze and miss my little window of opportunity <laughs> here? <laughs> and that's how our culture works often, mm. especially when it comes to sex. In it's my like opinion, it's duplicitous. Yeah. Because they pre they preach, you know, abstinence. They preach no sex before marriage, and yet behind closed doors, they're probably the freakiest freaks of them all. <laughs> <laughs> And I think on the other side of it, you know, part of the, I don't have the intro here to the show, but in the intro I covered, this is a sex education you didn't get in high school, but should have. (laughs) And I find it offensive that we don't even teach married couples how to pleasure each other fully. No, we're just taught that you should wait for this thing to happen after you tie the knot and then it happens and, and it's you have to happen and he doesn't know what the hell he's doing <laughs> exactly <laughs> and so part of why i do this show is to help educate people on everything sexual and, <laughs> and including how we can break taboos and face fears and if you are in a larger city or area Check out some pagan groups because to be able to go to a pagan festival and experience rituals and experience, you know, I'm not sure what all other pagan groups offer throughout the country or even throughout the world, but I know they're pretty similar in that you form connections and there's this powerful force and ritual that comes out when we participate and it helps us open up more and connect more has that been the case for you that has most definitely been the case for me (laughs) (laughs) i can attest to that every single word well what are some of the other things she did this festival oh my you're gonna touch that (laughs) yeah we're gonna we're gonna dig deep darling (laughs) so what happened last night is i had an encounter unlike any other that I've actually had. I have, I was in a relationship for eight years, nearly eight years, and... And only tell what you feel comfortable sharing. Oh, honey, I'm an open book. I'll share okay. it all if I, <laughs> I have to. <laughs> so, yes, I was in a relationship for eight years, long distance, and going that long without being able to touch the one person that you love the most... Mm-hmm. It's just torture. And then realizing that they're not even being faithful to you, that they've been lying to you all this while, it crushes you. Oh, my, yeah. So 
from the from then on because I didn't know I didn't know what to do I didn't know I didn't have a basic education on sex on sex or you know how to how to pleasure anybody or how to take my own pleasure so I mm-hmm. basically went seeking validation yeah. I went seeking something other than the gaping hole in my in my chest yeah. and my first encounter while it could have been worse it wasn't as good as it could have been and what i encountered here last night was the most erotic and the most enjoyable experience i've ever had oh wow (laughs) (laughs) if i may be so bold to say oh yes (laughs) (laughs) and these two uh, these men this man this man that i was with he treated me nothing nothing less than a queen or a goddess yeah and one thing i learned is that sex is a lot about give and take and it's all about worshiping and being worshipped yeah and ladies out there find yourself a man who treats you like a queen both in and out of the bedroom men find some girl who treats you like a king in and out of the bedroom mm-hmm. <laughs> And don't and don't be afraid to try new things. Yeah. And one of the things I've talked about on this show and on my old radio show was that in the ancient day they had sex temples in Did many it? different cultures. And people went not only to worship Aphrodite and some of the other gods and goddesses, mm-hmm. but they also went to be worshipped. They did. And to worship other patrons (laughs) and even some of the priests and priestesses at the temples. Mm -hmm. And to celebrate and this gift of the goddess of our pleasures and our (laughs) sexuality and our sensuality. and, And so to the extent I'm able to under the laws, we provide pretty much the same thing here to help connect people we do everything from body erotic body massage to tonight we're going to be doing fire cupping. Oh, that sounds <laughs> exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very relaxing and very, uh, oh, it just takes all those knots out of your back. If you're experiencing any back pain, it really helps just relieve the back of all aches and pains <laughs> <laughs> it does in fact in fact i had it done like a year ago when i no no at so at Sawan, yeah uh somebody worked on me somebody did fire cupping on me and after while they did it it felt sort of odd because there will be you know a little bit of a sucking sensation yeah but okay. afterwards i just felt like i was on cloud nine. Oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> What are some of the other experiences you've had this weekend? Mm, this weekend, some of the other experiences I've had. Um, some of the other experiences I've just bonded with other, with other people. I mean, outside the temple, and in, as well as inside, I formed closer relationships with mm-hmm. people who come here every year. Yeah. You know, whether it be friendship or something more. Were there any workshops you attended that stood out for you? A workshop that stood out to me is one I took la- is one I took during Sawan. 
it was about self-love and basically breaking that idea that there's one mold that mm-hmm. each man and woman should fit into because there isn't one mold. Mm. There's, in fact, many. Yeah. And I think it is important to be able to love yourself deeply. It is too teaching. often we think we put ourselves aside and we think, oh, I want a boyfriend or a girlfriend and we forget that before we can love another we have to really be able to love ourselves first. Yes, we, yes, we do. It starts all at home. Mm-hmm. It starts at home because if you can't love yourself, what makes you think you'd be capable of loving someone else? Yeah. You have to focus on yourself first because once you find that thing that you love about yourself, it's easy to find what you love specifically in others too. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes relationships last, I think. That's a part of it. Yeah. And the relationships, longest relationships I've had (laughs) have been ones where I became friends with the person first before we started getting into the sex. Right. And we formed a foundation for the relationship. Not to say that jumping in bed right away with somebody is a bad thing. No, I've it had definitely some really isn't. good <laughs> sexual encounters there. Hmm. But for really long-term relationships, I've found that having that solid foundation really helps a lot. Oh, it does, especially if you want to be comfortable with somebody. If you want to have that, you know, that great sexual encounter with somebody, you got to be able to trust them first. Yeah. Otherwise... You'll be like me, and you'll be completely unsatisfied every friggin' night. (laughs) (laughs) Takes that bond of trust, but it's trust isn't something that happens overnight. No, it definitely Uh, doesn't. And I remember coming across a story once, and so I read the book. It's called The Little Prince. Oh. And basically, the little prince lived on the moon. Mm Mm-hmm. And this rose grew. It's the only rose on the moon. Mm -hmm. And the rose told the little prince, because the prince wanted to be friends, and the rose said, well, before we can become friends, we have to tame each other first. Mm -hmm. He goes, tame each other? How do we do that? And he goes, well, first you come a little bit close to me, but not too close. Right. And then on the next day, you get a little closer. <laughs> maybe you bring some water to water me. Mm-hmm. And then the next day, maybe you bring some fertilizer to <laughs> put in my <laughs> bed. <laughs> and the rose was quite vain. She says, I am the most beautiful and the only rose in existence. <laughs> <laughs> so she thought. N- well, she she was. And oh, well, yeah, the she little... Was. She was uniquely a unique rose. Yes, she was. And the little prince wound up coming to Earth, and he thought, "Oh, she lied. To the rose, my rose, lied to me. <laughs> There's tons of roses, but they weren't like his rose on the moon. Exactly. They were different. And so it's going through that taming process that we get to know each other, mm-hmm. giving a little bit and taking a little bit, sharing and. Getting closer. That's the story in glory, isn't it? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what else did you get out of the workshop, love workshop? Hmm. I think 
what I got the most out of the self-love workshop is that you have to stop shaming yourself. Oh, yeah. You have to just stop looking in the mirror and thinking, ugh. Instead, <laughs> think something positive. Yeah, I went through an exercise in part of my life where I was feeling really low self-esteem and feeling like oh, I wasn't worthy of anything. And a friend told me, he said, every morning when you get up, look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you, Gigi, mm. out loud. He says, it may sound silly at first, but do it. And you don't have to believe in it. Just do it. And mm -hmm. so I tried it. And little by little, my self-esteem started growing. And I Just like that rose. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's an amazing process. It doesn't happen overnight. No. But by practicing telling ourselves better things and actually demonstrating love to ourselves and not only that it just builds up that energy that mm -hmm. tells others it's okay come approach me yeah i'm approachable whereas yeah. you know if you hate yourself if you constantly you know just ridicule yourself you're sending off vibrations that say stay away i'm not worthy yeah i exactly i will waste your time <laughs> <laughs> What other things have you done this festival hmm. that were fun and enjoyable? <laughs> well, I did. I did receive erotic massage, which was, of course, wonderful. Ah. It did wonders for my shoulders, for my back, and for my self-esteem. <laughs> yeah, and for my ego, if you will. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with giving ourselves an ego boost once in a while. Oh, we no, need I don't it. think so. <laughs> so anything else that really, that you feel like you've gotten out of this festival that was special and good? In, ge in general, what I really got out of this festival is that sex is natural it is beautiful and if used correctly it can change your life forever oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> and it can certainly separate the wheat from the chaff that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that what i mean is that you can tell the takers from the givers mm -hmm. like i said giving and taking should be should be in equal measure when it comes when it comes to sex it's a power exchange and if one is taking more from the other it's only going to be beneficial for one and yeah. just crappy for the other yeah and if one gives too much it could become and it could become tiresome for them it could be more of a chore than an actual you know just it could be le less of a pleasure to yeah. be taken yeah but when there's a balance, when you take and give in equal measure, then I think there's the start of something truly meaningful and beautiful. And there can be pleasure in giving as well as receiving. Definitely. <laughs> I agree. Wholeheartedly. I mean, and I think part of it is when I work with a partner and play with a partner, <laughs> I become fully present and... I, if I'm doing oral sex or <laughs> I treat the genitals of my partner as a special gift 
to linger and exactly. explore and <laughs> take into my body <laughs> or have them take me into their body, Precisely. some of my parts. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just our genitals. It's it's every part of your body. Every part of our body is, a s- our whole body is a sex organ in a way. We what have... What did that song say? Your body is a wonderland? Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I mean, exactly we have touch receptors covering our entire outer shell. Exactly. <laughs> and they're designed for pleasure. A they're lot designed of people for don't experimentation, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And a lot of people don't realize this, but it's only in human beings that females have a clitoris. That's and right. And the clitoris has nothing to do with reproduction. No, only sir. Its only function is for pleasure. And I think that's pretty damn amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of think about it this way. I think the goddess gave us the gift of our bodies and our sexuality, not because it's sin, sinful, but because it brings us Joy. Joy, pleasure, but also to a higher consciousness. We're fully present with our partners when we, or can be, mm-hmm. when we engage in sex. And we're connecting and giving and receiving pleasures. <laughs> and we achieve this state of consciousness where we are fully in the moment. Oh, We're it's the best high I know, Gigi. Yeah. Buddhist monks spend years practicing meditation to achieve that state of full presence and full awareness of the here and now. <laughs> and, and we get it just by doing a little Just sex doing a little mattress mamba. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is incredi- an incredible gift that we have our sexual bodies. <laughs> And I'm starting to fully embrace that gift as my own. (laughs) Well, I know you've come to Temple a couple of times. What is Temple meant for you? Temple is meant a safe place. It really has a safe place to explore my body, my consciousness, Mm -hmm. you know, the inner depths of my soul, my mind, my psyche. Yeah. And just how to put it all together when... I'm pleasuring a partner or when a partner is pleasuring me. Yeah. And realizing that it's not bad. Not at all. It is natural. Are you feeling different about your body since you've come to Temple? Oh, Gigi, I feel like a goddess. (laughs) Uh, How do you feel about your body after coming to Temple? Like I said, I feel like a goddess. I feel voluptuous. I feel sexy. I feel like... (laughs) I feel like fun, basically. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and and I know a lot of times for women, we're taught to devalue our physical forms, like we're not good enough. Right. Especially when compared to multimedia. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. But multimedia is an illusion because there's airbrushes and choreographers and hairdressers and makeup artists (laughs) and all the stuff that goes into creating those images right that's not real life no it's not (laughs) it's 
if anything, a vulgar just illusion. Mm-hmm. And there's a deeper beauty in being able to open up and connect and be free. At least that's my take on it. (laughs) That's my take as well. And honestly, I felt more, I have never felt more real, more present, more myself than when I was here last night, Uh, actually, actually taking a step forward for once in my life. Yeah. That sounds like that was a very special night for you. (laughs) It definitely was, Gigi. It was. (laughs) Anything else you'd like to add before we come to the end of our show tonight what could i add love yourselves love each other and just take a chance take a risk that's not to say don't don't wear protection please wear a raincoat if you're gonna go out in the rain (laughs) (laughs) yeah wear the condom or the other barriers (laughs) (laughs) be safe have fun and also be not just safe for STDs, but be safe in people you get involved with. Get to know them a little bit first. Right. And there is safety in groups. That's what I love about the pagan community, the BDSM community, uh, some of the other alternative communities is you can meet people in a group situation. That's right. Get to know them and see how they kind of treat not just you, but everybody else. Right. Before you get really deeply involved, and you can avoid a lot of heartache, heartache hurt, and, and offense, yeah, and just <laughs> a lot of rift. I'm uh, real big on safety, mm-hmm. not just the safe sex stuff, but also yes. safety for each person. Y- yes, you do want to open up inc- and become vulnerable with people, but you don't want to do it indiscriminately. That's right. Protect yourself from harm by getting to know people before you jump in the sack with them (laughs) or even open up to them on a intimate level yes by all means do that because i think it's important to play safe on all levels (laughs) in the it all comes down to having good judgment and just having a good having a good sense of you know decorum yeah So anything else you'd like to jump in with? Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've been listening to Adult Bedtime Stories, and this brings us to a conclusion of tonight's show. Don't forget to have those delicious nocturnal emissions Mm -hmm. as you drift off to sleep later tonight. I find it interesting that adults in our culture are not provided with informative sexual education. Even married couples don't have access to an adequate sexual education and how to pleasure each other. It's assumed that somehow we will instinctively know all that we need to know about sex. I don't know how you feel about this, but I think there's a better method. I would like to invite you to join me in developing a sex-positive lifestyle with freedom of sexual expression between consenting adults. Join us each week to learn everything sexual. 
add your comments about the show and any suggestions you have for future show topics. We would love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you won't miss any episodes. This concludes this edition of Adult Bedtime Stories. Are you ready to experience nocturnal emissions? Sex is the final frontier. So explore everything sexual. <laughs>